Hello and welcome to the Proximo Weekly Debrief, where we bring you the very best of Proximo's project finance, energy and infrastructure content. As usual, I would like to begin today's episode with a rundown of some of the top stories brought in by our journalists over the past week across a wide range of sectors and regions. Mark Reichardt and Gary Gomez have launched US-based Exagon Impact Capital, or XIC, a new partnership capitalizing on previous work by Exagon Partners. XIC will deliver impact through private infrastructure in Latin America and the Caribbean that targets superior financial returns while accelerating the transition to a sustainable and circular economy. The duo are joined by a global advisory board chaired by Cynthia Steer, a recognized global investment industry leader. On 2 September, mainstream renewable power reached financial close on a $620 million DFI-backed debt package to back the second phase of its 1.3 gigawatt Andes Renewables portfolio in Chile, the 630-megawatt Huemol scheme. The financing had been in the works since November 2019, when the first phase, Condor, reached financial close. The sponsor was pushing to close the loan by April this year, but construction problems caused by the pandemic led to delays in the financing. At the time, it was understood that the loan would have a 19-year tenor. IDB Invest was not in the Condor deal, but its ticket in the Huemel financing is understood to be up to $200 million. Santander provided the VAT facility. Aquapower and the Gulf Investment Corporation have reached financial close on the $570 million Dua 5 solar PV project in Dubai, the fifth phase of the 5 gigawatt Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum solar park. The deal is made up of a $440 million soft mini-perm loan, which carries a tenor of 27 years door-to-door. It is provided by Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank, Apicor, CBI, Emirates NBD, ICBC, Natixis, Saba Bank, Standard Chartered, and Waba Bank. Pricing will start at around 150 basis points over LIBOR, which is 50 basis points lower than the average initial pricing for Aqua's DUA 4 project. The financing also features a mezzanine tranche from CBI and an equity bridge loan from CBI and Emirates NBD. Aqua signed a 25-year PPA for the project with DUA in April this year. EY is acting as financial advisor to DUA. The 900-megawatt project will be commissioned in stages in 2021 and is expected to offset around 1.18 million tonnes of carbon emissions in Dubai per year. CNOOC has received proposals from banks for the refinancing of around $1 billion of its debt on the Curtis LNG project in Australia. Operational since 2015, Train 1 of Curtis LNG is owned 50-50 by Shell and CNOOC, and Train 2 by Shell, 97.5%, and Tokyo Gas, 2.5%. The refinancing proposals for CNOOC are said to range between three and five-year tenors. NLX and AMP Capital have launched a joint venture for the development of electric public transportation infrastructure in the Americas. Specifically, joint investments in the development and leasing of vehicles for electric ground mass public transportation and associated infrastructure for the vehicle's storage, charging, repair and operation. Joint lead book runners on the club deal are SMBC, BNP Paribas and Societe Generale. Allen and Overy provided lender counsel, with White and Case acting for the borrower. Columbus Energy has submitted a binding offer for the purchase of full ownership in special-purpose vehicles implementing 87 solar projects in Poland. 
The 184 megawatts of total project capacity is primarily made up by three larger projects of 48 megawatts, 32 megawatts, and 30 megawatts, with the remaining capacity coming from projects of up to one megawatt. Brazil's lower house of Congress has approved legislation that will advance the opening up of the natural gas sector to increased competition. The bill, which still needs to be approved by the Senate, promotes further unbundling of the sector by prohibiting gas producers and resellers from owning gas transport infrastructure. It also converts the government concession model for the construction of new gas pipelines into an authorization model by the country's gas regulator ANP, facilitates third-party access to gas pipelines, gas treatment facilities and LNG regasification terminals, and establishes an entry-exit tariff model which offers greater flexibility for network users. Green Investment Group GIG, and Total have signed a series of agreements to co-develop an initial five floating offshore wind projects with a combined capacity of 2.3 gigawatts in South Korea. The portfolio consists of three projects in Ulsan, totaling 1.5 gigawatts, and a further two in South Jeolla province, totaling 800 megawatts. The partners aim to start co-development activities in the autumn of 2020, and are targeting the start of construction of the first 500-megawatt phase of the Ulsan project by the end of 2023. GIG has already signed an MOU with Ulsan City and 18 local organizations to maximize Korean content within the supply chain, in line with the government's New Deal plan. BHP has signed a five-year Renewable Power Purchasing Agreement, or PPA, with Cleanco which will satisfy half of its energy requirements through low-emissions sources at its mines in Queensland, Australia. The renewable energy sources, which include solar and wind, will enable BHP to reduce carbon emissions from electricity use at its mines by 50% by 2025. The agreement is a first in Australia and will aid the creation of solar and wind farms such as the Western Downs Green Power Hub and the Carrara Wind Farm in Queensland. Under the agreement, electricity will be provided to BHP from Cleanco's hydro and gas portfolio for the first two years. From late 2022, energy production from solar and wind will be increased to meet half of BHP's energy needs. That concludes our news segment for this week. I would like to move on to some perspectives published by our editorial team this week, in which we combine factual reporting with analysis and a strong individual journalistic voice. If you haven't already seen it, I would highly recommend reading editor Tom Nelthorpe's piece for our Proximo Weekly Digest, entitled Has There Been a COVID-19 Effect on Project Debt Volumes?, in which he takes a look at the impact of COVID-19 on project debt, making use of the Proximo playbook data. The article is free to view on the Proximo site. Nelthorpe has also written a perspective exclusively for Proximo members called Spanish Solar, A New Door Opens. In the article, he provides an intriguing analysis of the role played by monoline bond insurer Assured Guarantee Europe, or AGE, in the Spanish solar sector. The article explores the niche that AGE currently occupies due to continued trepidation from investors regarding the Spanish renewables market, and how long AGE can expect to dominate in this sector. Finally, you might also want to read an article I wrote on the recently signed Mozambique LNG project, called Mozambique LNG taking LNG liquidity to a new level. In this perspective, I present an in-depth deal analysis of the project, delving into both the challenges that the deal faced and into the many features that make it one of the most remarkable deals in project finance history. The article is available now to Proximo members. 
During this uncertain time, Proximo continues to deliver top-class virtual content. On the 10th of September at 3pm UK time, we will host a webinar entitled Will Columbia's 5G Roads Programme Be a Welcome Evolution? Tune in to see a panel of market experts discuss whether Columbia's 5G Roads Programme has learned from the 4G programme or if debt liquidity will remain an issue. Even more excitingly, Proximo is proud to be offering our Financing America's Infrastructure virtual event from the 22nd to the 24th of September 2020. The event brings industry leaders together to provide an exceptionally wide-ranging analysis of American infrastructure investment, spanning all asset types and financing markets. In short, it will be your definitive guide to U.S. infrastructure and will allow you features such as a Q&A after each session, the ability to re-watch all content after the event has ended, and networking opportunities that simply cannot be found anywhere else. Registrations are currently open on our website. For more information, please also feel free to contact a member of our team. I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening to the Proximo Weekly Debrief. Join us next week for details of more exciting content from Proximo. Thank you.